Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am fantastic. Glad I'm not involved in real estate whatsoever. It seems like a very dangerous business. Only if you mess with Cookie Kwan. Or, you know, those those weird people from uh, Glen Gary, Glen Ross. Uh, well, they were really selling real territory. I know they're the, the this the connection is tenuous. We'll get I, I we'll get there. Uh, hey, guys, we are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreoncom slash The Simpsons Show. Uh, for only $2 a month, gain access to all of our bonus content. Uh, we're new season of Simpsons starting up. We are posting new episode reviews on our Patreon if you're interested in that. Uh, we have someone to thank, or something to thank, Matthew. Something? Dun, dun, dun. Is it Bigfoot? I... We should always thank Bigfoot. <laughs> I... I, don't, I don't... Bigfoot's not real, Matt. It's basically impossible. You don't know that. It's basically impossible for a Bigfoot to exist. No, Robbie, it's totally possible. Like, it, just not anywhere in North America. Its environmental impact would be so large, it would you would notice it. It and like, it's not. Are a, you like, saying we'd be awash in Bigfoot poop if it existed? I'm saying you'd find trace evidence of it, other than you know videotapes of people in suits with their wristwatch still on. Fair enough. I mean, <laughs> wait, okay, I, you're, wait, you're just going off Fox specials. We're not okay. Transmissions from Colony One. Thank you. Thank you, Transmissions from Colony One. Hopefully you're transmitting fun things and not horrible, uh, awful things. Yes, thank you for your your support. We appreciate it. Uh, we can move on to this week's episode. It is Relty Bites, episode 5F06, originally aired December 7th, 1997, Pearl Harbor Day. Written by Dan Greeny, directed by Swinton O. Scott III. Finished 21st in the ratings in 10.8, approximately 10.6 million viewing households. The third highest rated show on Fox that week following The X-Files and King of the Hill. It's the same, yeah, it's, it's the same two that, that have been numbered one and two. But we have settled firmly into X-Files, King of the Hill, and Simpsons. Top three. Good. Good shows. They deserve the top spots. The chalkboard gag. There was no Roman god named Farticus. I mean, Bacchus was kind of like Farkas. I'm sure that it was one of his things that he enjoyed. I I don't think Bart knew about any similarities, Matt. I think that's... I well, think we can... I'm sure once he got to high he... school, he would research that. Well, I mean, the kind of thing Bart would be he into. doesn't even know Roman numerals. You know, he has to do yeah. Rocky math. So it's not... I don't think he's going to get to Roman gods. Good old Rocky math. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right. Adrian. Adrian, two. Well, Adrian now, three. Now, oh. now, you have to, now you have to do creed math. Oh man, that's the, that's the advanced thing. That's where you have to like subtract six or something, right? Uh, I, yes, exactly. It's a different base. <laughs> uh, the couch gag is a live action hand spins the family around, and uh, they get all like the ink spreads out. I don't know what to call that. Yeah, it was some kind of special art that they used to have. The, uh, what was the name for? It, but I cannot spin, remember what it is. Spinning, spinning. Yes. It's this kind of art that spin doctors did. Obviously, <laughs> that was that was their brand. I think I I just get spin art when I search that. Maybe that's all it is. I think that wasn't it. I think it was just spin art. Yeah. There's a lot of there's some famous artists who did it. Uh, but yeah, it's just basically spin art. All right, that's easy, simple. Guest stars Phil Hartman as Lionel Hutz, and he is actually a, a pretty big part of this episode. So it's not a bit part. Yeah, I mean, he's Marge's boss. Yeah, yeah, he is sort of. I guess. I mean, he's the one who gives her the job and the one who takes it away. So. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's fair. He's a, at least a supervisor. I. Do you think there's someone above Lionel Hutz? 
Or is this his? Probably. His, his I mean, is he, he is, is he is the Kevin Spacey of uh, that that office? Oh, I gotcha. All right, that make I think that's a. I don't know if that's maybe that's a good one to one. I don't think there's a good one to one, honestly, except for Gil. No, not really. But you know, uh, the episode begins. Homer thinks it's Saturday. Uh, it is not Saturday. It's Wednesday. Uh, he goes to so he almost misses work, almost gets fired, and Marge. It we we cut to Saturday, actual real Saturday, and Marge is feeling aimless, trapped, sad, maybe lonely. I don't know. It it's one of the it's an in between of all those feelings. I don't. Well, you know, she doesn't do a whole lot. She's kind of hangs around the house. So. Well, yeah, she doesn't. I she wants to do something with Homer, uh, and she is suggesting a few things. You know, Homer, I'm starting to realize life is short. It is. We have to make the most of the time we have. We do. Otherwise, we could wake up one day and realize we've wasted our whole lives. Oh, that. (laughs) (sighs) Friends of the Library is holding an historic manuscript viewing. Friends of the Library? Ooh, ooh, there's an Azalea Festival at the Public Garden. I went yesterday. Lenny really wanted to go. I'm tired of being cooped up in this house all the time. Open a window. <laughs> all right, I hear you, honey. Change into something nice. We're stepping out. The police auction. Can you believe it? It's already been a year. A yearly, an annual occurrence. The police auction. I, I would. I would assume police auctions probably occur at more than a yearly occurrence. Maybe it's because it's a small town. There's so few. They just let it pile yeah, up until the year. Yeah, I mean, the police seize a lot of stuff. I mean, they pretty much take whatever they want from anybody and claim it was involved in drugs. Or they. I mean, they take. I'm surprised, honestly, with how corrupt the Springfield police is. Well, I'm surprised there's an auction at all. Maybe they keep the money from the auction. That's what I would assume. That they sell it and they just keep the money. I mean, at least they're not shooting anybody that we know of. I mean, they do kill the toss that the basketball player when they think he's a monster. <laughs> That's right, they do. That was a Trio Safari episode. He was into a monster, totally. It's a Trio Safari episode, so it's okay. Uh huh. Maybe. Sure, um, it's okay to kill random NPCs. D- oh, he's not an NPC. He's important. Basketball player. Springfield. He shows High. up in one episode. Spring- you don't even get to see his face. Springfield High needs a center or whatever position that guy was in. I assume center when you that tall. He was a very tall man. Uh, what are we talking about? Police auctions. Uh, Homer buys, we, we see Snake's car, Little Bandit. I'm also, they have the police auction in open air out right outside the, the county pr- jail, which. Well, I'm assuming all of these things, like the warehouse is right next to the prison, which is right next to the jail, which is right next to, you know, police headquarters. You know, they, they had one big plot of land. They just subdivided. For, so I guess that's more efficient, but Snake can see. Everything happening. Sees Homer buying Little Bandit. Uh, um, Homer, Homer, Homer it drives. They drive the car. Uh, I I don't know where Homer go. I guess Homer ends up at Moe's, theoretically, right? Because we see him Eventually, there later. Yeah, after yeah. he drops Marge off. Yeah, but he drives like a lunatic. He buys the car without Marge's permission or even talking to her. And then... I I'm gonna say it right now, Matt. I I the, Homer's the B plot with Homer and Little Bandit, too cartoony for me. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, literally, Snake eventually 
puts his tripwire across the road and tries to cut Homer's head off. Let's get to that when we get there, because if we start now, I'm going to talk for 20 minutes about it. Uh, (laughs) It's just, uh, and it's not even, like, I wouldn't even say it's Jerk Homer, because Jerk Homer is, like, a real character. He's just nitty. No, this is this is wacky Homer. This is this is Wiley Wiley Homer. Yeah, it, it, Wiley Homer, and I, I maybe wouldn't mind it so much if it was in a different episode. Maybe I, that is what I came to is like because the a plot is Marge and her being unsatisfied, and so she gets a job, which we have seen it before multiple times. And so you're basically saying that. If the A plot was more cartoony, it would fit in better with the B plot. Yeah. It, I think it's just very tonally discordant. It's not so bad. I mean, it wouldn't be so bad if Homer... But Homer drives the car up on two wheels. Like, he's a stunt driver. And... Well, Homer's a very good driver when he's drunk, obviously. He's not drunk yet. We don't know that. It's Homer. He can be drunk <laughs> at any point. I guess that's true. He drops Marge off because she's terrified for her life, rightfully so. Uh, she runs into Lionel Hutz. You know, if you lived here, you'd be home by now. Mr. Hutz, I didn't know you sold real estate. You didn't? We should talk more often, Marge. You see, the law business is a little slow, and since most of my clients wind up losing their houses, this was a natural move for me. Helping people find homes. That must be really rewarding. Yes, the money is good. But the beauty is you get to stay in the house until it's sold. Come on, guys. Let's go for a swim. (laughs) Gee, this hot rod is souped up six ways from Sunday. Never had you figured for a gearhead, Homer. Oh, yeah. I'm a real expert. What is that, a six-barrel holocarp? You betcha. Edelbrock intakes? Nothing but. Maya Hoff lifters? Oh, yeah. I made that last one up. I see. I, I, I and like that's the like I think that's the right tone. That's that little bit with oh Mo. yeah, just Homer not knowing what the heck's going on. Yeah, and like I okay, you want to have Homer buy a muscle car and he wants to be a car guy, but he doesn't know what it is, and Mo clearly knows more. Like that's the that is the right tone. That little bit, and I really I think that's really funny. It's just the driving up on two wheels and whew, that scene with Snake later on. Um, yeah, I mean, there were other places they could have taken the Homer subplot that would have been more interesting. Like Homer takes to a car show and doesn't know anything, gets run off for being stupid or something like that. But for some reason, they wanted to have him fight Snake. Well, they have to. Well, yeah, will I? You know, yeah, exactly. They had to get to the. They had to. Oh, what's the term for that? Um, those joints in furniture. Uh, you mean dovetail? Dovetail. There you go. Thank you. That is the word I'm looking for. Dovetail. Google is your friend. Either that or finger joint, you know. I, do- I was not thinking finger joint. I was definitely thinking dovetail. Um, all right. But Lionel Hutz I- I also has a lot of dogs with him. Wh- why does he have all those dogs? Is it just like a vague mystery? He's a dog person, obviously. He had eight dogs, Matt. No one, dog people don't have eight dogs generally. They have two. Dogs are. Well, people, dog people who have huge houses have eight dogs. <laughs> Well, Lionel sure doesn't have has, a house. He, he, dogs. he lives in, he true. moves from house to house. Um, maybe they're just defense. Perhaps to, he was worried about people coming after him. That's true. I mean, I imagine he has a lot of ex-clients who are trying to kill him in some way. I mean, Mr. McGregor, the guy with an arm for a leg and a leg for an arm, I'm sure he would uh, catch up to him and try and kill him if he could. Well, that was Dr. Nick. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure Lionel Hutz was involved in that in some way. 
<laughs> they do represent. I mean, they are close partners. Lionel Hutz often employs uses Doctor Nick's. That's true. Expert medical testimony. Uh, so Marge meets Lionel Hutz, sees that he is a, a realtor, and she decides, "Hey, maybe I can do that, it, and it can help fulfill me." Uh, and so she needs to take the realty test, right? Sure. Sure. The, the I don't, realtor's they, exam, is that what you're talking about? Do they actually give it, they actually call it that in this episode? I don't believe so. Okay. I mean, it's pretty that's, generic name. that's what I was like. I'm like, they're just going generic realty, uh, eh. test, whatever. But uh, she employs Bart and Lisa to help. So you're married and you're looking for your first house, Mr. and Mrs. Superman. Oh, don't listen to my husband. He's just an idiot. Now, I'm a veterinarian, and I need to keep lots of sick animals in my house. Is that permitted? Not in my damn house. Well, this neighborhood is zoned R3, which allows dogs, cats, phone-answering monkeys, and... Oh, I'll never memorize all this. When I had to learn about the Magna Carta, I made up a song. In 1215 at Runnymede, doo-da, doo-da, the nobles and the king agreed, oh, doo-doo-da day. We should have lived together first. On the closing day, the escrow agents pay. Taxes, lends, and interest, too, thanks to Fannie Mae. They back your bank. You're all nuts. <laughs> That's a terrible rhyme. At least, at least his original one. Oh, it was, it was fine. What's wrong about it? Uh, she didn't actually say anything at Bernie Mead in twelve sixteen. Do da do da. The nobles and the king agreed. Oh, the do da day. What did they agree on, huh? That's the most important part of the Magna Carta. Matt, I assume Lisa had a much more extensive rhyme about the entirety of British history, but she was only using that small bit to 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 as an example for March. Sure, whatevs. It doesn't everything doesn't have to be textual, does it? Uh, not always, but when you're doing rhymes, they should be. God. <laughs> Good. Uh, also, uh, Homer. Well, I don't know. It's it, Homer's very strange in this episode. It feels like it's a tale of two Homers. Yeah, because like, his interaction with the rest of the family is normal. Homer, who's just kind of you know aloof and kind of dumb, and then there's cartoon Homer who's fighting Snake. It's very strange, and I think that was also part of why I kind of dislike the B plot in total. Uh. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I there's I, I think the A plot is okay. I think the B plot is too too cartoony for me. Ludicrous. Uh, a little <laughs> bit. Um so Marge takes the test along with the sea captain. Well he, he knows all about houseboats, so if you want a houseboat, you go to the sea captain. I mean, honestly it's I I, I think he would have credibility if he just wants to sell exclusively houseboats. But I don't think houseboats are I don't think they're um I'm going to guess that they're not under Realtor uh, purview. I would say that's a boat more I would than a house. So. Yeah, I would think that would be boats for sure. That's a boat thing. You take the boat test for that. The boat sales. I don't the think boat salesman. I don't, I don't think you need to take a, sale, a test to be a boat salesman. I think you could no. just be a – I don't think you take it. I mean, unless the – maybe the boat dealership wants you to take a test. But if you're a sea captain, you already say, like, I have experience. I'm a sea captain. I live on a boat already. I'm on a boat. Yeah, but you know the different types of boats and all the regulations revolving boats. No, I, I bet Sea Captain definitely doesn't know that. Probably not. No, he doesn't sound like the kind of person who would uh, who have his um, uh, boatages in handy. Boatages? 
yes, it was a guy in the 1700s who wrote a treatise on naval navigation. He read all the charts. I you could be making all this up, Matt, and I would not know the difference. I am not actually. Okay, good. All right, this is this is real true life. Got it. Uh, but Marge passes the test and she's and 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 succeeds and joins the Red Blazer Realty. Welcome to the big leagues, Marge. There's over fifty years of real estate experience right in this room, and forty-two of those years are gills. Marge, it's a real pleasure. You got any leads? I need some leads, please. Help me. That's enough, Gil. Don't drag her down with you. That's Cookie Kwan. She's number one on the west side. Hi, Marge. Stay off the west side. And there's Nick Callahan. A headset telephone? I thought those only existed in the movies. Booyah! Guess who sold the Whitman Place? Hey, wait a minute. I've been working on the Whitman Place for 21 years. And now, Marge, I'd like to welcome you to the family with your very own Red Blazer. <gasps> From me? Thank you. Thank you, everybody. I'm going to do my darndest to uphold the principles and ideals this jacket represents. I give her a week. Are you guys talking about the West Side? No, Cookie, I swear it. I'm scared of you. <laughs> You'd be good to be scared of Cookie Kwan. She I, scares everybody. She's, I mean, she's a tough lady. Uh, we get introduced uh, to to two people. Uh, one, Gil, is, this is his first appearance, and he shows up a lot uh, later on. Well, they realize they struck gold with that character, like the, the beaten down old man who just can't do anything right and has a terrible life. Everyone loves to see that character. I, I guess so. And Dane Castellaneta, apparently, what, like everyone loved his performance with Gil, so they're like, we need to bring Gil back. I think Cookie Kwan shows up occasionally, right? Again? Oh, yeah, yeah. She's got at least another dozen appearances. Yeah. she's. I mean, that's a good name as well, Cookie Kwan. Um, so Marge is now a part of the team. And we go to commercial. And when we come back, uh, we have the family checking out Marge's new billboard. Uh, apparently, they get a new realtor, and they just throw her on the billboard. And uh, she has a giant butt, because apparently that sells houses, I guess. That's, I mean, it I, works for the Lumber King. I was going to say, Matt, it works for the Lumber King. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the Lumber King one, uh, his is uh, even more imperious uh, than Marge's, <laughs> which is kind of scary. But... Unfortunately for Marge, despite her having her this wonderful billboard with her butt on it, uh, she is not that great at selling houses because all the houses in Springfield kind of suck. Uh, some are very dilapidated, aka Lenny's house. Uh, some are incredibly small. Uh, so one has a bowling alley, and she shows it to Sideshow Mel and his girlfriend Barbara, and they don't enjoy bowling. So maybe she's just really bad at this and showing them the wrong houses, or maybe Springfield has a terrible market. But either way, she basically convinces everyone to stay day in their current house <laughs> it's I, I i think that's the my problem with the a plot is that it frames this as if marge has to lie to sell a house wait she doesn't i don't understand i mean that's how realtors work they just lie all the time right? no i actually generally i think really the best realtors are go understand what a customer wants and needs and we'll look for that specific property to suit them. Like, 
The Hibberts, no, probably don't fit into the little tiny house. But why are why don't the Hibberts see the bowling alley house, which is theoretically gigantic and affordable to a doctor's salary? Why are they giving like I? Again, Marge is probably not very good at no, this. No, Marge is – yes, Marge is not good at being a salesman, but it's nothing to do with her lying. It has to do with – like, and that's – but the, that's what the episode's framed around is that Marge has to somehow corrupt herself to make a sale when – you don't – and I, I don't – like, I think there's always a line in every episode where things are unrealistic and ridiculous. And – most of the time, we just go, uh, yeah, it's TV. It's fine. Because it doesn't really do a whole lot. It doesn't really hurt you. It, it doesn't ask too much of you. This kind of asks a bit much. Yeah, it's when you make these jumps of, you know, it, this episode has a lot in common with Springfield Connection. Mm-hmm. But in that, what Marge is fighting is something, I don't know, actually dangerous and something to be, like, to stand up for. And in that in this case, it's just a real estate company, and yeah, her Lionel Hutz is kind of a slime ball, and he says, "Yeah, sell sell things," and we get to what the good kind of <laughs> truth is in a second. But it, it doesn't. I don't. I don't know. It's just it, I, I immediately rewatching this because I rewatched this when we did we did a bonus episode for Glenn Gary Glenn Ross for uh, our Patreon, and I rewatched this episode then, and it stood out then, and rewatching it now, re- it stands out even more so. It is. Framing this episode about Marge lying versus her, like, I-, I think it'd be more interesting, honestly, if Marge has to confront the fact that she's not good at a job and then maybe realize that it's okay. You don't have to be good at everything to be a good person and to be self-fulfilled. But instead, they well, frame that would around... require personal growth, Robbie, and that's just unacceptable. <laughs> ah, you can have personal growth on that kind of on that scale. You know, she's still married. She still has the family. She still loves them. It doesn't change the status quo whatsoever. They have done that before with her. Uh, it's just in this case, it's just oh well, she's she's like it, it's a fight against corruption, but there's really not. I don't see it there. It's just find them other houses or tell them just wait and we'll find you a new one. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Eh, it's another. It's just it. It like there's a lot of things in this. Like I think the billboard joke is funny. Lump, Homer wanting lumber after he sees lumber. lumber we, we need lumber. We need lumber. Uh. I, I think Lionel Hutz is great in this. I think all the characters in the real estate office are funny. And I think the setup of selling Flanders a murder house is also potentially very interesting and clever. But I think they stumble upon where they're framing the episode and hanging it on Marge not lying, like, I, I think is a misstep. Yeah, I mean, the, it could go either way. Uh, if they had used different examples of where, you know, obviously Marge is not lying, is hurting her, versus this these examples where Marge is just being bad at her job, they just don't seem to match up with, you know, where the plot was going. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll get more into that as things go on. Uh, next up, Homer is driving little bandit around like a moron because he's a moron, essentially. Uh, and Snake is so inflamed at this he has to say to hell with the honor system and walk out the door i mean to break the honor system that's rough that that requires some serious uh, moral fortitude on snake's part uh, it doesn't help that homer is putting regular gas in a little bandit when she obviously needs premium i mean uh, oh homer i've never driven a vehicle that needed premium gas neither have i i just i that is it's a world that i can't even imagine 
Well, it's so few vehicles actually benefit from it. It's like performance sports cars and occasionally a luxury car. It's like uh, any car that a normal person would ever drive does not need premium gas. And, you know, in 20 years, none of us will need gas at all. But if we're still around, if we're still around and not, you know, in a nuclear stone age (laughs) anyway, uh, Homer is obviously too far away for Snake to get at him. Uh, So we go back to Marge and Lionel Hutz, who is basically giving Marge the primer on what the truth actually gets you in real estate. Marge, I had a lot of calls about you. Customers love your no-pressure approach. Well, like we say, the right house for the right person. Listen, it's time I let you in on a little secret, Marge. The right house is the house that's for sale. The right person is anyone. But all I did was tell the truth. Of course you did, but there's the truth. And the truth. Let me show you. It's awfully small. I'd say it's awfully cozy. That's dilapidated. Rustic. That house is on fire. Motivated seller. That's a beauty. Forget about that house. That's the murder house. Oh, I remember. Mrs. Astor was very lucky. Well, no one expects you to sell that house. But you better sell something. Because cubicles are for closers, Marge. Anybody who doesn't sell a house their first week gets fired. I probably should have mentioned that earlier. That is something you would hope he would have mentioned I, in the hiring process. Yeah. Hey. Is it, also, is there only one realtor in Springfield? I assume there's not. Only one realtor? Yeah. There's, she could work for someone else. Couldn't she? That's, that's true. She could work for someone else. You're talking about a real estate firm. A realtor is a person. Sure, Matt. If Whatever. I, uh-huh, uh-huh. She works for Lionel Hutz. He is a realtor, is he not? Uh, he is. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's a real estate supervisor. I would assume. I mean, I. He is a realtor. She works. She is also a realtor. Like two lawyers. One lawyer could be a subordinate and work for a lawyer. They work at. They work at a firm. The firm is not a person. The firm doesn't tell them what to do. Their boss tells them what to do. Fair enough. I feel like we should dive further down into this lesson on semantics. <sighs> Nope, nope. I'm going to push past it. Okay. I'm going to say to hell with you, oh, no matter if you're the podcast that, boss or that's, whatever. That's not, I, oh, is, I'm a podcast boss? Yep, yep. Pod you're the, boss? You're the boss. Pod boss. So who's... Yeah. Well, the new podcast am coming I, from Robbie, pod boss. Am I Tony Danza or am I Samantha? Uh, no, uh, you are... Um, uh, oh, God, what's... Uh, the reality TV show. I don't... Cake I'm boss. Not, Oh, you're, the, you're, you're, you're the pod boss. I don't want uh, – Paul F. Tompkins has already kind of claimed the cake boss thing, so I can't do that. I can't oh, do a podcast well, cake boss thing. We just have to kill Paul F. Tompkins then. I, I, his title. Uh, no, you, no. I, right. I really like Paul F. Tompkins. I, I want him – he's Mr. Peanut Butter on top of everything else. We can't – it's one word. Only his that. podcasting was as good as his Mr. Oh, Peanut Butter. Oh, you're a – his – he's delightful. You're just – you don't like fun. You think Planet uh, Money yeah, is that's, that's you think Planet is. Money is funny, so I don't know what to think about you, Matt. That is it's a, hilarious. You're a, you're a crazy person, is what you are. You took a deduction for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. Come on, that's a great joke. You're a nutcase. You think comedy <laughs> podcasts are bad? You think the economics podcast is hilarious? Uh, they are okay. I mean, have what, you heard what happens? The new... Hey, Marge is really bad at selling uh, houses and is bad at lying, isn't she? Indeed, she is. In this case, uh, she is basically doing what we thought she should do in the first place. She's 
essentially attempting to lie to the Flanders is to get them to buy places, but she can't follow through because, you know, Marge has, you know, the moral backbone that, you know, most realtors can't survive with, at least in the Simpsons universe. Uh, she tries to sell them the tiny house and eventually points out that it's small. And Flanders does this all is willing to buy a house at the drop of a hat. She's, he's like, oh, Marge is selling it. Then I'll just buy whatever she says. He, he repeatedly tries to buy houses without even going inside of them. Which is something you kind of want to do. That's why Mod. That's why he has Mod. Mod's like, remember, Ned, <laughs> we should go inside the house first. And then it turns out to not be necessary because it's Lenny's house, and one of the sides falls off. It's it's not really. I don't. Is it Lenny's house? I think Lenny is just squatting. I don't think he owns that house. Definite possibility, but this is before he uh, gets the apartment that he shares uh, while the highlight court. So obviously, Lenny is not so great with money. Because Homer can afford a nice house, Carl seems to be doing fine, but Lenny is squatting in an abandoned house and then has to be in an apartment that shares Everyone goes through rough times in life, Matt. You know, sometimes you have trouble with your money, you make bad investments, and Mm -hmm. you end up squatting in a house that has a wall that falls off. That's true. We've all been in the house with the wall that falls off phase. Mm -hmm. I once lived in a college co-op. It was about the same. Exactly. It's not so different. No, <laughs> actually, you know, I'm kind of looking at it with Lenny's house and thinking that would have been better than where I lived. But story for another time. Anyway, uh, Marge finally runs out of places to show them. But the Flanders is spot the murder house down the street. And it's uh, tough for Marge to say no. Well, that about does it for houses in this area. Uh, wait, what about that house? That has a for sale sign. Ooh, that's a dilly. How about it, Marge? Mm. Oh, my diddly eye. Will you look at this place? <gasps> and the price has been slashed repeatedly. It's sure built solid. The kids could scream bloody murder and no one would hear. Well, I'm just going to spill my guts. I love it to death. I'm going to give you a deposit this minute. Unless you can give me a reason not to. Is there anything else we should know, Marge? There's the truth and the truth. No! No! If you don't sell a house, you're fired. 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 Ah! Well, Marge? No. There is absolutely nothing else to tell you about this house. That's good enough for me. Purple drapes. All my life I've wanted purple drapes. Flanders' scream will never not be funny. (laughs) Okay. I have some questions, Matt. Oh, okay. One. Does Marge think that because there were once murders in this house that it's more likely to happen again there? Oh, obviously. It's haunted. Therefore, the ghost will kill them. I... I just... I... I... Like... like I can understand her feeling guilty because she do- she doesn't tell the Flanders that there were murders in the house once, and certainly some people are super superstitious and would not want to own that house with the murders. But it I it doesn't seem that it's the lo- she like she's legitimately worried that the Flanders are going to be killed, and this isn't Amityville like it like it doesn't work like that <laughs> it, you can't. You can't, it's not... The Springityville horror? I, like, yeah, the house, like, that's another thing that, like, kind of, like, hides a little bit of what this episode is doing, is that Marge isn't, 
seem to be worried, oh, I lied and now I feel guilty about it. It's more like, uh-oh, I lied, so they're gonna die. Which, what? N- no? I don't, like, I, like, if you want to sell, oh, well, sh- it's her guilt that is making her think that, okay, I can maybe get there? But I don't, it doesn't make the leap for me. It just seems like she's just, and, I don't, and, secondly, I am buying that house. You give well, me yeah, that. Yeah, if the price is that low and it's that gigantic, heck It's a yeah. beautiful giant house, super cheap. Yeah, double down on Murder House. I'll start. <laughs> I'll charge admission. You want to come see the Murder House? That's where that person died. Isn't that crazy? I don't. That's so weird. That's so Raven. Like sometimes when you just say things. I I just I. There's no way for me to prepare for them. Uh, yep, I, that's me. Uh, did you say we go to commercial? I did. Okay. When we come back, everyone is impressed that Marge sold the murder house. Uh, everyone is excited, especially Lionel Hutz. Attention. Ding, 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 ding. Listen up, everybody. Marge Simpson sold her first house. Oh, oh, that. Yeah. Nice. oh nice. The murder house. Whoa. Oh, now oh, that's something. Booyah. Wow, you must have told a whopper to unload that death trap. And what'd you use, Marge, huh? The old buff and bluff, the hail Murray, the Susquehanna shuffle, huh? 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 <laughs> no, no, no tricks. It was salesmanship, that's all. Sure, Marge, salesmanship. But it was. Sure, Marge, was. Look, just because everyone who lived in that house was hacked to bits doesn't mean the Flanders will be. Yeah, I well, guess you're not, right. But... Who cares? Well, whatever happens, as our newest closer, you're entitled to wear the coveted closing blazer. And you get a third wall for your cubicle. But I earned that wall. Don't push your luck, pal. You're hanging on by a thread. I brought this wall from home. <laughs> I know I'm always bringing walls to my jobs. I would say that's a good sign, probably, to look for a new job. Uh, when you have to bring your walls from home. The... I I really the dude in the background that's like eh who cares that's kind of where I'm was at and I'm I laughed really hard when he said that I'm like there uh, I I don't know Marge I, I, it's these salesmen are not honestly like this this story is very loosely based on Glenn Glare Gun Ross a movie and a play uh, about very very shady salesmen and the salesmen in that are incredibly shady and will lie at every second and and it just and conning into people to buying things this level of salesmanship i think is kind of expected like it's their job to to make things like i don't whenever i engage with a salesman i'm never going oh they're definitely going to tell me the truth uh but again and i think the rest of the and they all they firm up that Marge is worried that people are going to get hacked to bits because that's what the rest of the realists, the realtors say, I guess. Sure. I don't don't like that. Yeah, they don't. They're just like, oh, yeah, she sold it. Good job. And then uh, like Marge herself like voices her fear. Uh, She does get that snazzy jacket, though. Well, yeah, the the closer jacket. Apparently they just give you a jacket for anything. Um, Then we get Cut back Homer's B plot, which basically uh, becomes Looney Tunes. 
Like, it's not just kind of like it. It is full-on a homage to Looney Tunes. Snake, Snake is Wile E. Coyote in this instance, where, and, like, he mm-hmm. literally has piano wire that is Acme brand piano wire strung between two trees, and he does the little, they, they even use the animation cues from Looney Tunes and Wile E. Coyote. Like, yeah. he does the little face thing, you know, the little, little crinkled face, evil, devious face crinkle. It's clear that that is what they're going for. And he's just going to decapitate Homer with piano wire. Okay. That is a big difference than the real estate stuff. I... It, it's, a, it's a little gruesome it's that a... had worked. I mean, it, even when it does kind of sort of work with Kurt's arm. Yeah. So he strings up the piano wire. Homer ducks under it right at the last second. And then Kurt drives by, has his arm up in the air with a sub, a, a sub, a sandwich, and it chops his arm off. Haha, <laughs> funny. I, I don't know if maybe I am just an old stick in the mud. I'm an old curmudgeon now, but. Well, you are the ripe old age of what thirty something now. Thirty two. Matt. Thank you for not knowing how old I am. I'm so sad. You don't know my age. You're you're, uh, you're more you're, than twenty one. Therefore, your age is no longer matters. You're forty five, right? Yes. Yes, I am. Uh, okay, good. Uh, I just, I, th- apparently, like, I was, you know, in reading about the episode, this was originally written where he chops this, like, he complains about his sandwich not being sliced, and it slices his ham- his sandwich in half. Which is a good subversion of expectations. Well, and... But it's still weird for the Simpsons. Well, but then they switched it to him getting his arm chopped off, and apparently everyone, like, exploded with laughter when they revealed that at the table reads and in animatics and all that stuff. Apparently everyone thought it was yes. the funniest thing. And I just, I thought it immediately went, what? Someone just got maimed. What? It, like, I understand it's going for cartoon violence rules where, and we see Kurt later with his arm heavily bandaged. And he has an arm. So obviously, he can't reattach. Not a big deal. He won't have issues using that arm for the rest of his life. Nah. No. Yeah. No. It's it's just too much for me. I just I don't find it funny. Apparently, a lot of people loved it. I think it's just the most ridiculous thing there is, especially when you're bouncing off of this theoretically very serious plot with Marge and about you know her self worth and all that, and then literally we get Looney Tunes. You don't have you watching Looney Tunes. It's all Looney Tunes. You have uh, uh, Marvin the Martian. You have Wiley Coyote. You have Bugs Bunny, and and uh, and it, all of them operate with the same rules. But, but the Simpsons don't operate on no, those rules. They don't operate in those rules. And when you include, like, there has been cartoonish moments from here and there, and usually it's a very small little bit. It's like one moment, and then they move on. Or it's immediately like, you know, I think the thing that uh, I think of is when the fish winks at the camera at, um, I can never remember that name of the episode. Secrets is successful. No, no, no that's, that's, that's a like, different one. War of the Simpsons. War of the Simpsons. Oh, I, that's what I always think of. It's like the first time I really super noticed it, like a really super cartoony thing. And But that happens in like a split second and then it's over. This is a, a, a reoccurring motif in the Homer B plot of this. Like it comes back when that fight sequence at the end a little bit. And it's just yeah. too much. I, I just can't get over it. It, it it and it plus it, they already did that fight scene in the brother from another planet. Yeah, they kind of did. Um, moving on. Don't want to talk about it all day. The Flanders move out 
And that is sad uh, and happens to say a lot of things uh, which are play on words about death and getting murdered. Well, neighborinos, I guess this is goodbye. I better make this quick or I'm going to start blubbering like a baby. <laughs> yeah, me too. Let me know if you need any help. Uh, now that you mention it, we could use... It was just an expression. Goodbye, Ned. If the slightest thing goes wrong with that house, I want you to call me right away. Or you can beat me. In fact, why don't you just stay here tonight? We'll go to a hotel. Oh, you're sweet to offer, but uh, we're all just so tired. We just want to get to our new house and rest in peace. So long, Simpsons. Bye. Rest in peace, man. Yep. Yeah. You, you, didn't, you didn't get the part where Homer goes, oh, the old Flanders place. No, I did not. I, oh. I, sorry. I, I, you did also not get Lenny saying, please don't tell anyone about my life. Um, that's true, I suppose. Uh, but Marge is super worried and she eventually is so worried. She has to check on the Flanders. She goes to the house, finds them on the floor covered in red something. She presumes it's blood. It is not. It is paint because they've been painting. And, uh, she is overcome with guilt, confesses to the Flanders that this is the murder house. People did get murdered there. And all right. Is it too, is Ned and Maud being like super happy that there were murders in the house? A little weird to you? No, I think they're, they're super happy that they're living in a part of Springfield history. I know people are like that. Uh, I thought I was talking to one, to be honest with you. Uh, people were like, oh man, this, this house is historic. It was part of the blankety blank of 19 dickety blank. Well, I don't, it's a different thing when it's, uh, like I said, I'm totally down living in a murder house. If it's cheaper, I don't, I, I don't care. <laughs> like if, if it's priced for murder house prices, yeah, that's a good investment. You're getting in, getting in on the ground floor. But uh-huh. if it's too expensive, then I don't care about it. Like, but it's. They seem very like, oh man, this is exactly where that murder happened. This and they like talk about it in kind of like very specific detail, and it felt like Ned is, I don't know, like like pretty religious guy. I don't think like he and he's not the type to kind of glorify, sensationalize murder like that. I feel like he he would particularly be not necessarily mortified but maybe not going like oh man that's where they found the body right in front of the fireplace she she was cut in three pieces like all that kind of stuff our very own torso heap yeah that's the a little bit that is a little bit i don't i mean i understand ned they used ned to move because he is super nice and he would totally just purchase any house from marge as we've already discussed that's true, but they could have used like Agnes and Skinner. Would have been an interesting combo. I yeah, that'd be that'd be fun. Uh, at the same time as this, the, these are kind of happening concurrently. Homer is out driving, and Snake just jumps off an overpass on into the car, <laughs> which not nearly as cartoonish as the piano wire. It's still hyper exaggerated. Certainly a hyper a hyper reality of this fight where they it, it's it's very chicken fight from Family Guy. Yeah, I mean. This this came first, honest, obviously, but right, right, and, but and like you said, the another idea. fight from uh, the same fight from brother from another planet also did a, a extended fight sequence between Homer and another person that was kind of hyper realistic. I mean, really, hyper- they're they're always just ripping off. They live. Come on, they live is a different vibe to me. 
True, but an extended fight scene that just goes uh, on and on. And I, on. I mean, they don't go as they live as eleven minutes long. Matt, I don't. This is not eleven minutes long. Uh, it's a very long fight sequence, and it's also pretty cartoonish. It's not, you know, like at first it feels like an Indiana Jones type fight, you know, which is exaggerated with like big punching noises and no one actually getting hurt by these extraordinarily violent uh, punches and stuff. But then they are like fighting on the trunk of the car or the, the, the hood of the car, I should say, and the car just keeps going uh, without well, someone driving car. it. It's a suicide car. I, I guess, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's more further cartoonishness, and it just, it feels very much like they, it's car ech machina. It is, we needed this car <laughs> to do this thing, what is the way we can get it there? And it felt like, very much all along it was they got they worked backwards from they needed the house to be destroyed and how okay so how do we would just how will we destroy this house okay what are ways and what's an easy way okay a car crashes into it how do we get a car into it well we can involve the other family members in a b-plot homer obviously can get a car he can drive it into the house duh what do we flush it out with snakes it's snakes car and it felt very much like that to me it didn't feel it didn't feel natural you know it didn't feel organic it felt very much like they figure out what they needed first and then work backwards and that's not i mean that happens a lot when people are constructing stories but i shouldn't be able to tell i shouldn't be able to tell i should not be able to see the seams no and i mean if you think about it for more than five seconds you see something a better way to do that like we were saying earlier about how oh homer goes to a car show and gets in trouble with the car the real car guys who uh, think he's making fun of them or something and they chase him off a car show and and you know homer's trying to run away from them in little bandit and he they're all chasing him and they all crash into the house same thing more interesting plot than snake a snake just beating him up sorry i almost said snape that would be a very very different fight scene <laughs> That would have been an interesting people. Well, yeah, I, 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 Snape did not exist yet. I don't think. Uh, what year did this come out? December '97 is when it was released. Sorcerer Stone. When did Sorcerer Stone come out? Uh, let's see, '97 was published in June '97 in the UK, and it made it to the US. And didn't come out in the US until September of '98. Um, so as Marge uh is revealing the information. To the Flanders, Homer's car, Snake's car, crashes into the house. This is the murder house? Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean the infamous Jealous Jackie murders? Mm-hmm. Ah, of course. This must be where he dropped the dagger. And this is the butler's pantry where Mrs. Astor concealed herself. And right here's where they found the torso heap in front of our very own fireplace. Oh, just think, Nettie. We're part of Springfield history. Look, Daddy, I'm the jealous jockey. I'm a torso. I'm glad you're not mad, but I lied to you. And I won't feel right until I return your deposit. We appreciate the offer, Marge, but I think we're going to be very happy here. Marge, <laughs> still got that deposit check? I have problems again. I'm. I feel like I'm just complaining a lot, but I. Why does Marge give back the check? Yeah, I mean that check should have already been deposited. She should still have it on. It's it's like just like in Glengarry Glen Ross, it, it, the check goes in and gets deposited like the same day. And <laughs> like, like they don't give you a check back. 
Flanders are happy with the house, right? They don't care that it's the murder house. Homer and Snake crashing the car into it, nothing to do with Marge. If, like, if Homer ends up having to pay for that house, and Marge, by extension, ends up having to pay for the house, okay, that's on them. And that's kind of like a weird, like, it all the cost being put back on the, on, on the, on the f- firm or whatever is honestly, like, worse, isn't it? Isn't that? Well, yeah, that's that's definitely worse, one. And two, generally the real estate firms don't own the houses. Somebody else still owns yeah. the house while it's being sold. So yeah, somebody I... must have had insurance. Like these days when you get a mortgage, you immediately have insurance. Like in our case, the, the bank takes care of the insurance for us. So I, yeah, I, yeah, it's uh, – uh, you don't – it's it's like I don't know. I felt like again. I'm torn between like what is this episode telling me? Is it telling me Marge is just too nice for this job? Because I think that's what like all the evidence points to. But everything else in the episode seems to just be saying I I, I don't know what it's honestly saying. I, it's very confusing because Marge finally tells the truth, but then she just pays for it, and I felt. Uh, hmm, okay, so Marge returns the check. Marge goes to Lana Hutz, gets fired. Okay, I don't know why she. Again, why would she be fired? At worst, I uh, mean, because she gave back the check. Obviously, I. I guess that is a. I guess that would be. But they it, again, they're talking. Okay, it's just again. There's like so fundamental differences between what happens in reality versus what happens in this episode, and maybe that cartoony stuff isn't actually. Too incongruous, into too incongruous because I, I I'm sorry. Like if you want to, inge- okay. Marge is fired and uh goes into the unemployment line. Apparently. Well, I'm proud of you, Mom. You refused to compromise your integrity. Yeah, you did the right thing. Eventually. Still, it would have been nice to bring home at least one paycheck. Oh, you will, honey. You will. $300 for doing nothing? I feel like such a crook. Don't worry. Gets easier every week. Uh, Matt, can you explain <laughs> this ending to me? Um, No, I, they need an extra minute of time. I understand what happens. I don't understand what its, what its purpose is. I wish I could tell you. Okay. It's weird. It's got George H.W. Bush in it. I just... I don't... Yeah, I don't get it. Like, it's... It, it's... One it is, like, uh, Marge insulting people on unemployment for whatever reason. Like, I don't... I don't... It, if anyone, Homer is the person who would do that. Not Marge? I don't... She She is... Her and Lisa, I would think, would see the, the benefit in such a thing. Two, why is H.W. Bush there? I don't... I guess they needed somebody who to say who has been getting unemployment for a while. But one, unemployment doesn't last uh, forever. It only lasts as long as you're looking for a job. And even then it runs out after like two to three months. Yeah. Uh, and secondly, ex-presidents still have a job. They're ex-presidents. They're, they're paid in perpetuity until their death. Yeah, that's it's kind of a, like a part of the, the being the president is you you get that kind of it's it's a paycheck it's a pension plan frankly it's not unemployment a really good one yeah it's amazing but i I mean mean, to be fair the bushes were extremely rich to begin with yeah yeah i mean most presidents don't need it uh most like i don't think any modern presidents needed 
need the payments after no. the, the pay the no no modern presidents honestly need the pay to begin with you know they don't that money well, that's why the, the president's salary is actually not that much i mean uh, there are a lot of you know computer programmers in california that make more than the president makes it's the perks that the job that's what everyone really enjoys well yeah the perks of being so unbelievably stressed that your hair turns white that's something I would love to be when I'm when if and I being was, hated by a large segment yeah, of the population at, for uh, no reason at probably fifty percent of the, the of the population hating you at any one time at least fifty percent. Um, that's true. Although this election, we're up to like sixty something, sixty seven percent. Last I saw, I thought it was up to seventy. Uh, it probably is. I, I you know it 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 wavers and depends who you ask. Um, I just don't get the stinger. Like, and it, it itself counteracts the little, like, there's a sweet moment there where Lisa is like, no, mom, we still love you and respect you. And, it you know, and I, okay. But then it goes to an unemployment office and Marge makes a crack at unemployment. And then the president is, ex, and it's five years ex-president. It's not like HW just was just president. It's, it's this is 97. He's been, he's been an ex-president for five years. And why is, I don't. I don't understand. I'm so confused. Yeah, the, the episode in general just doesn't make sense, Robbie. Just stop trying. Uh, I'm Your trying. Brain will thank you. I I take on this burden, and I think it sometimes makes me crazy. I think I'm sometimes I just go crazy. Uh, I feel like this episode is kind of like the opposite of last week's episode in a way because I think Lisa's skeptic is redeemed somewhat by a good ending, right? Yes, definitely. In this episode, I think, like, if it had a better ending, like, right, like, if you take the episode and, and, and change the ending from after the car crash or right before the car crash, if you change everything after that, which is like two minutes, maybe three minutes, I would like it a lot more. But Well, yeah, because then it's more, it's serious enough that you don't look at it and go, huh? It, it just seems to go in, like, go in a variety of directions depending on which part of the episode is even like frankly i will say this about homer's b plot is that although it is extremely cartoonish and kind of doesn't make sense in a simpsons universe to me it is at least totally consistent within itself you know homer drives like a True. maniac he puts the car on two wheels snake is making jokes the whole time about little bandit he uses the honor system they're the the looney tunes acme piano wire the fight is that all makes sense in a, there's a through line there and i can at least respect that but marge's a plot although i think more consistent with kind of generalized simpsons universe rules it never fully makes sense like it's funny and i think there's a lot of things in this episode that are funny but it's also a lot of head scratchers about why did these characters act this way you know it, it doesn't feel consistent with marge's character sometimes it also doesn't feel consistent within the kind of the rules that they set up for themselves at times i don't know i don't I well, like we said, when the show first got started, they wanted it to be less Looney Tunes and more grounded in reality. And in a few episodes, they just kind of take that and you know get a little dirt on it. Not a lot, but a little bit. Yeah, you know, winking fish, arms yeah. getting sliced off. That's the <laughs> aliens. Yeah, I, I'm gonna here. That's the end of the episode. I'm gonna say this, Matt. I don't like this episode. Mm. Yeah, I I remember it as an okay episode, but watching it back, I'm like. Eh, this it's, is it's, it's definitely headed it's down on further on the list than I expect. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think I'm starting to realize that my nostalgia 
is playing a large part in some of these even 9, 10, 11, season 11 episodes, I'm guessing. Like, because I watched them theoretically when they were airing live, and I remember the best parts of them. But rewatching them, I don't think this one's that good. I mean, it's funny, but I, I want, I expect more from a Simpsons episode than just having some good jokes in there. I want, yeah. I want, I want more. We've been spoiled. I think that's the answer. We've been spoiled by the rest of the Simpsons, and now, and now we've hit the dark timeline. The the darkest timeline. I don't know about the darkest. Darkest timeline is like seasons, the teens. Fair enough. Pre-teens, perhaps. Uh, uh, we will rank it at the end of the show. I'm sure we'll put it really high. Uh, our No submissions for my favorite episode. If you have a favorite episode, simply submit it to SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com explaining why a certain episode is your favorite. And when we get there, I will read it on air. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments and News Group is where I comb through the old Alt.tv that Simpsons News Group, see what people are talking about the week or two after an episode debuted, what they thought of the episode, if there's anything relevant, popped up, anything interesting. Uh, the, I, mostly they agree with us, Matt. I'm not surprised. I mean, this this is something that I can't really feel like there's a lot of wiggle room in. I mean, there might be somebody who really loves this episode, but I would really love to know why. I, I, I mean, some people just like they don't care if the plot makes a ton of sense or analyze it so deeply. They just if it's funny, it's funny. And that's all they care about. I don't know. We we dig in. That's what we do. That's true. That's that's why, why our uh, conclusions are better. <laughs> I didn't. I did not say that, those words, guys. Okay, that was not me. <laughs> uh, so it's mediocre reviews. People thought, you know, it was some people. A couple people thought it was good, but mostly it was like, yeah, this is. Yeah, they could do better. What? Ha- like, I don't know. And it's not. I. I'd be really interested to see. Some, like, if because the news group is so like kind of scattered, it's lost a lot. Some of it's disappeared. And I think some of the formatting is gone as well, so it makes it hard to read and hard to find things. I'd love to see like consistent reviewers to see how they track over the years, but I, I don't know. Maybe if I co- if I like work my way through Simpsons Archive, who has kind of compiled some of it, maybe I could find it there. But I don't. Know, I, they agree with us. Uh, there is there is a one there is a consistent thing on the news group that I have found. It is the guy who posts about cars on the show. And uh, he has, obviously, this is a, a great example for him. Uh, he says, Little Bandit is a souped-up Pontiac Firebird built between 1967 and 1969. Given the license plate, GR8, great 68, I'll say she was a 68. Whoever drew her did a good job. Even the dashboard is correct. A rarity in the cartoon world. By the way, an Amer- American car built in 1968 would have had seatbelts since the government made the mandatory equipment that year. While they fought over the car, it appears oh. they drove past an orange Chevy Nova. <laughs> Well, someone knows their cars. Yeah, Thank that person. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we'll go back in time. Thank the person from 1997. Oh, uh, that's about it. Not much else in the news group. We can move on. Our next segment. Listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog. We have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week. Which of Homer's get-rich-quick schemes was actually good? And uh, lots of good answers. I do appreciate everyone takes the time. Uh, from Abby. His stint as the Beer Baron is definitely his best get-rich-quick scheme. He saw an opportunity to seize it on it in a very clever way. Even Marge thought so. More importantly, he knew when to walk away when he could no longer disguise his still explosions as his own farts. Very popular answer. A lot of people saying the Beer Baron, which, you know, I'm 
you know, it's not, it's a good answer. Uh, from Brian, holding the scratch off lottery tickets to the light until he found a winner while Apu is distracted, only had enough money to buy the ticket and that yodel. Uh, from Mitch Simpsons and Son Revitalizing Tonic was a very successful product. And if Grandpa and Homer didn't have a falling out, I was sure he was going to get rich with that scheme and quick. Uh, from Tom, his best missed opportunity has to be Marge's emu farm idea for him. LMAO, your priceless Marge. Missed out on the Marge emu, emu format. Emu farms. I know. I really would have liked to have seen that. Uh, from Sean, Beer Marin is the one that is spot on. Even Marge agrees. Norman, retirement Greece. Not only fiscally sound, but environmentally conscious. True. Uh, Graham pretending to be a robot. Surely he must have made some money out of that, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. He he. Love is the real money with Bart. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go with that. Right. Love love is the real value. Yeah. Kevin Burns prank monkey. It was a scheme indeed. Baby baby made a boom boom. Uh, Justin Spring Shield. Anything but the muscle for higher business. He was muscled out of. Uh, Mike. One word. Tomacco. Uh, mm, Francis, that's true. Francis well, they hadn't lost it all. <laughs> yeah, those animals. Francis at FM Warner, the trash can chiropractic practice. I mean, it worked, right? Yeah. People's back felt better. Uh, channel Serving Pod at Channel Serving Pod. Beer Baron, I'm going to get you, Beer Baron. Am I supposed to do the no, you won't? Oh, come on, man. I thought I, I thought you knew me. <gasps> no, you won't. There you go. Brandon at Funny Film Fan. Based on what I see in the stores, investing in pumpkins long term was brilliant. That's true. Pumpkins have become a hot item yeah. even past the holidays now. Yes, exactly. Tom at Egg Kitten. In America, first you get the sugar, then you get the power, then you get the women. The sugar. Sugar investment. Daniel at... Not as good once a day, but used to be good. Eh, it's still pretty... Sugar is pretty important. I guess I guess it's high fructose corn syrup now, honestly, is probably... That's true. That, that's that's what makes everything sweet. Uh, Daniel at D Space Roman. Uh, the Simpsons and Sun Revitalizing Tonic. It would have paid off well if it weren't for those pesky, painful, and one good childhood memories. <laughs> like, <laughs> there is one good one. Lauren at L Columbia 88. I say when Homer was the beer baron and playing so good, even Marge was impressed by it. Go to your room, Lisa. Uh, Skeletor, Skeletor's Pip Kane at Commander Code 83. Grease Collector in Lard of the Dance. Stuff is artery clogging gold. Good for settling dust on gravel roads to run in a car. Uh, and finally, Dank Moose at Dank Moose. By far the makeup gun, because women will like what you tell them to like. <laughs> oh, that's just depressing now. Oh, uh, well, I mean, it's, you know, it's Homer. It's, yeah. It's, well, we'll there, get there. There was no power behind that threat. Well, uh, what's your answer, Matt? Uh, I'm going to go with the Simpsons selling revitalizing tonic, because had they decided to sell it somewhere other than, oh, say, uh, state fairs and other weird places, if they had gone to actually manufacturing it big time, they could have made a ton of money. I mean, this was before Viagra. People needed this stuff. Yeah, needed. Yep. I don't... Hey, the world needs more sex. Come on, Rob. Everyone knows that. I mean, I... that's a complicated question. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel I like... I don't hear a question. I... <laughs> if... The question is, does the world need more sex? And um, shoulder shrug emoji. Um, mm-hmm. My answer is, uh, I I was going to say Beer Baron. But then, uh, I, I think it was, yeah, Brandon, who said about the pumpkins. Yeah, pumpkins. Not even, I mean, that, that's like pumpkins, like, it's beyond even fall season that pumpkins are now a valuable resource. There's pumpkin spices, things. And frankly, I think your investment season through the fall for pumpkin spice stuff would probably get you enough money to live the rest of the year. That's probably true. Although pumpkin spice stuff doesn't really have a lot of pumpkin. If you invested in nutmeg and cinnamon, you'd probably be better off than pumpkins themselves. Are you saying that pumpkins aren't a good investment, Matt? 
No, pumpkins are a good investment because everyone loves a nice pumpkin pie. But you know, pumpkin spice is is mostly mostly nutmeg. Are you saying that there's no pumpkin and pumpkin spice? It's in the name. How could it be? Uh, it depends on where you're getting it from. In Starbucks stuff, no, there is not. Uh, are you saying that Starbucks things, is lying to me? Uh, through their teeth. That nice green mermaid lady is lying to me. She sure is. Oh, okay. I don't really care. There's so much caffeine in their coffee. It's really all I care about. <sighs> yeah. Uh, next week's question. This is uh, more of a thinker. Does Looney Tunes style violence work in The Simpsons? Can it work? Hmm. Well, I know this isn't a sexy, hey, what's your favorite quote from Mo or whatever, but sometimes I like to make a little more conceptual questions. I like those. Uh, I'll post this on all the social media, facebook.com slash the Simpson show pod, Twitter at Simpson show pod. And you can email us at Simpson show pod at gmail.com. Uh, those links are on our, also on our website. If you want to reach out, follow us, like us, subscribe, social media, Matt. Yes. <laughs> it is time for the new Google trivia challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean, S-M-A-R-R-T. <laughs> the no Google trivia challenge. Is where my, Matt and I challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard. Try and stump the other. Uh, we have a wager for the season. Whoever loses must write and record the, a Triosaurus segment of their own, doing all the voices. I don't know how we're going to do stage direction. We'll just have to describe it, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it, I, it'll be eight minutes long. It'll be okay. Um, Matt currently has a lead on me, unfortunately, by seven points. It's not this double... week, though. My questions are pretty easy, so oh, you know. You say that, Matt, but easy. You don't. I don't. I'll start. I, us off. I think they're extremely easy. Oh, but, okay. You know. Okay. Good. Uh, I'll start us off with an easy question for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. These questions are all from Camp Krusty. Ooh. Okay. Uh, instead of being at the camp, Krusty is where? Uh, he is at Wimbledon. That is correct. All right, sir, your easy question. In Itchy and Scratchy and Marge, where, what does Marge forbid the children from watching? Itchy and Scratchy. You are correct, sir. See, told you they were easy. I mean, that's an easy question. I would hope that. I, yeah. I hope I can get it. Your mean question. What was Mr. Black's last job? Uh, ooh. His last job? Ooh. Before he was camp counselor, where did he work? I have no idea. No, I got nothing. I'm, no, I'm drawing a no, complete No blank. guess? No, just... Uh, a Fox Network executive. He was president of Euro Krusty Land. Oh, that's right. Ah, dang it. Should have known that one. All right, you ready for your medium question? Sure. Itchy and Scratchy and Marge is the first appearance of what character? Uh, Roger Myers Jr.? Dang. That they didn't get it that quickly. That is correct. It makes sense. I think I've asked. I think I've asked you questions about Itchy and Scratchy and Marge before. Probably your hard question, Matt. Lisa, prior to going to Camp Krusty, asks Doctor Hibbert for boosters for what? There are. You want the actual diseases? I want four diseases. Four diseases. Okay. Um, measles, encephalitis, Hansen's disease. Uh, which one she calls it Hanson's disease and not leprosy. I couldn't tell you. Um, I'm going to say tetanus as the last one because I, I don't know what it is. Sorry, Matt. Mm. It is malaria. A malaria. Is the one you're missing. Plus German measles, not regular measles, German measles, encephalitis uh-huh. enhances disease. Fine. You got two and a half out of four, Whatever. which means zero points. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Your hard question. What does SNA stand for? <laughs> I forgot about SNA. Uh, it's a, it's a good, I really like, it's a good acronym. Um, yeah. Uh, Springfield. H. No, wait. Is it Springfield? I thought it was. I don't think I know this. Um, try to figure it, just work it out. I know those letters. SNA, S-N-U-H, Springfield, no, I don't, National Guard, Springfield, I don't know whatsoever, Matt. Springfield, no, no. Do you officially give up? No, Springfield, no, 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 yes, I give up. All right, it is Springfieldians for niceness, understanding, and helping. Oh, okay, I was... I it don't they have another one that's against cartoon violence or is that a different episode I'm thinking of? That 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 is it. Okay, but but it's not Sna. Don't they have? I don't. It doesn't matter. All I know is that I gained two points on you this week, so now it's only a five point gap. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel much better about myself. You know, it it it, it kind of re. It, like I said before, it makes my whole week mm-hmm. a little bit better because I beat Matt just a little bit, just by two points. Uh, we can move on to our last segment. Segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. I would put this one really low, Matt. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm, I'm thinking the same thing. We're definitely sub 100 here. I'm thinking probably around the 150 range. I was looking in that same area. Yeah. Um, frankly, I would, I don't know. I think maybe like, okay, is it better than when Flanders failed? Hmm, when Flanders failed. I don't think so. Okay. Where is 161? That's 161. Wow, okay. um, there's like, we're getting to season I would put it right one. above Moaning Lisa, I think. Right above Moaning Lisa, 164? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's an that's an old season one episode where the characterization was still a little shaky and people act a little funny. Uh, and this is it's right behind Dog of Death, and I actually kind of like Dog of Death. And you know, Bart's dog gets an F. But those are both really good episodes. I think this this fits well in between the Dog of Death I, and Morning Lisa. I don't like. I think I would like. I would probably like put this below Crepes of Wrath. Below Crepes of Wrath. All right, you're going to have to sell me on that because, you know, that's that's season one. I mean, I, they used to look I'm, weird back then. I, I know. It's I like it. I think that's the jump for those season one episodes is one. The characters are weird sometimes. They don't act consistently at all. Like they the the production and design is totally wonky. Like I, that is definitely the the biggest problem with season one to me. Like I don't really care about like the plots are kind of sitcom a lot of the times and kind of generic. Um, but I don't really care about that. I think the biggest leap is like it often looks looks bad at times. You know, animation can be sloppy or off design, and Bart can suddenly his hair looks weird in in the scene, or the pupils are in a weird spot, or you know, you still have uh, Dan Castellano doing the uh, the different Homer voice, the the um, the Walter Matthau, the Walter Matthau voice instead of the kind of traditional Homer voice, but. Crepes of Wrath feels at least consistent, like within its own plot structure. That's true, 
And I don't know. Like I, I don't know. I, 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 I think it's, I think it's Life on the Fast Lane is really getting to me because Life on the Fast Lane is is a weird episode. I think this is better than that. I don't know. Life in the Fast Lane ends like happily with Marge and Homer like being together, and I don't know. I feels like it, it. It you know it's just it's just a. Uh, marge being tempted by a guy and like i think that makes more sense to me than the marge in this episode honestly i don't know i mean i, I don't feel like the marge in this episode is that bad it makes her too dumb just like yeah. Lisa the skeptic she mm. was a little too dumb for me like marge is not an idiot like she like if she just dis- decides she's gonna be a salesman they make her like she it, 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 like doesn't understand like that's it's a sales position like my mother if you ask her what i think one like that's often is really my like my litmus test for marge if she's acting what my like because i think of marge like my mom i think of her very she's very similar to marge mm. in a lot of ways and you know i think a lot of baby boomer nuclear nuclear family mothers are like marge and that's true if my mom my mom went and got jobs at times, you know, when she wanted to. And I think she would understand, like, if she took a sales position, she'd have to be a salesman. And that doesn't, I don't, calling it lying is, it, I, it might be truthful. I mean, it, I don't, but salesmen, like, yeah, you want, you're trying to sell a thing. And like most, the situations that Marge is in in this are really not that shady kind of sales, like her, the position she's put into is like try and sell a thing. She's not that dumb, and it's my problem with her and Lisa the Skeptic for the most part, too, is, like, she kind of acts a little dumb sometimes, and Marge is not an idiot. Marge is pretty smart. You know, she's not as smart as... Yeah, she's, it feels like she would have come up with a better way of doing that. She's, like, it's Lisa's the smartest, then, but she's not socially smart, street smart, whatever, then Marge, and then probably Bart, and then Homer, and and probably Maggie on top. Um, I should start with Maggie. Uh, but... Marge, like they, like I can buy Marge going in Springfield Connection in that and joining the police force, and she's very competent in the Springfield Connection. Too competent is like, and that's generally what happens when she gets other jobs. She's generally too competent at them and discovers there's other things other than just being good at your job. In this, right. she's not competent at all, but they don't make it about that. They make it about the fact that she's not willing to lie, which it's it just. And that's the thing, like, it fund- I think it fundamentally gets Marge wrong, kind of. Like, yes, she doesn't like lying, but I don't think she would have taken this job if she thought, like, it's a sale. Like, real estate, hey, however you want to spin it, you are selling. So, I don't know. I just... Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I, I see, mean, like, what, you're, it's, I see it's, what you're saying. It's not that far. Like, you know, Crepes of Wrath is 166. Moaning Lisa is where you put it would be 164. So it's not like it's a big difference. It's, you know, it's splitting hairs, but, you know, that's why we're here. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Let's put it at 165, just for a little life on the fast lane, because you're right. This episode doesn't really get a good beat on Marge, and the cartoonishness is definitely worse than anything in the first season. It really is, and that's saying something. I don't know. It. Um, well, if we put it below life on the fast lane, that's new number 166, that map. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Really? That's pretty low on the list. I didn't. It is. It's. It's sad. I didn't expect. I think it was going that low. Uh, I didn't expect there to get that this quickly. But oh, well, we're getting competition already at the bottom. Oh. Uh. So that is now number one sixty six on our list. Relative bites. Number one on our list is still Homer's enemy. Last on the list is Homer's Odyssey at number one seventy six. It will be supplanted at some point in the future. What is our next episode, Matthew? 
Let's see. Our next episode is Miracle on Evergreen Terrace. Mm-hmm. Another weird one. Speaking of makeup guns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Where's the, oh, no, I'm sorry. Is, You're this, thinking of a different one. Oh, okay. This, this, this is, is the, the Christmas. This with, is the Christmas episode. I'm sorry. The Christmas what was, episode. What was the one yeah, with Edison? Yeah, yeah. The Edison and Homer inventing things with a makeup gun. Yeah, which, that's which episode is it? That? Was named something similar to Miracle. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, Homer, the Wizard of Evergreen Terrace. Oh, that's, that's why I got Miracle and Evergreen Terrace. That makes sense. It's a Christmas thing. It's a Christmas episode, and I think you know we're not quite there yet. Um, you can find this list. At our website, thesimpsonshow.com. Links to everything there. All our episodes, you can download and stream them. Um, links to our Facebook, to our Twitter, to our RSS feed, to this list, broken down by season and in complete total uh, form. I, I lost my, I, I'm losing my perspicacity. <laughs> oh, no, not the perspicacity. I, I know, it's terrible. It's your only redeeming feature. Oh, I have a couple. <laughs> I have like one or two other things. Um so I encourage you to check our website out if you want to. I think that'll do it for us this week. Uh, before we go, you can find me on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. Uh, and uh, you can check out my other podcast, The Handsome Boys Comics Hour. It's about comic books and the serial fanaticists. It's about lots of the different stuff. Uh, last episode was uh, uh, NaNoWriMo 2017 prep episode. Next episode is me. Another episode about the prisoner. I'm going to one day, me and Matt are going to do more Harry Potter Eventually, I'm reading it now. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Matt's going to pressure me, so then we'll have to do it soon. Uh, uh, I thank you for anyone who checks that stuff out. Really appreciate it. Matt does not participate in social media unless a certain level of Patreon back here, you will not find him. That's true. I have, however, tired of the heat, and so I have decided to estivate. Uh, so, you know, just throw messages in random caves in Florida. I'll find it eventually when I wake up for the winter. Estivate? Yes, it's like hibernation, but for hot weather. Okay. Sounds... Oh, cats. Great. Perfect. <laughs> I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And keep watching this episode. Shh.